Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. you serious? So this is How to Kill an Hour. I'm Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Funk Butcher, and also Matt Richardson. Thank you very much for coming down on the show today, mate. Thanks, Extremely man. funny guy. Well, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like you know, when it, when I have to be. <laughs> I think I think in our short time together, I've I've found you very funny in person because I, I didn't realize that some comedians are really funny on stage oh. and not interested in being funny. Oh, they're awful. Off stage. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? There's some comics. There's this weird brand of um, there's this weird thing in comedy, I suppose, where um, there's comics you go, I can't wait to watch them on stage if yeah. you're doing a gig with them. Yeah. And there's other comics where you go, I can't wait to be in a dressing room with them. And there are some <laughs> comics. Do you know what I mean? And there's some comics where you go, oh, I can't wait to watch them, but it's going to be a horrible hour before the show sat with them in a dressing room. Because yeah. yeah. either they're not funny or, you know, they're an asshole or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is strange. You think, because people meet you and you go, oh, I'm a comic. And they go, oh, brilliant. Do it, go, do it. Do one. Yeah. Comics, do, do some. Or they yeah. go, oh, hanging out with comedians must be brilliant. You're like, no, it's awful. <laughs> they're terrible people. They're miserable. All they want to do is moan about gigs or moan about comments. They just want to moan about everything. Yeah. Are you promising then that we're going to have a good old moan about your gigs in today's show? Oh, then? I'll moan. I'm so, I love a moan. Like, oh, wicked. Professional so, moaner. I'm so negative. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about everything terrible about comedy. Like, there's loads of good stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love my job. Yeah. But, ah, oh, I could sit and say it was awful for days on end. <laughs> well, uh, we can either do that or we can actually have a positive review of how we've been killing some time recently. Oh, yeah, that was show. good. That we was can fun. do that. Nice little seg there. Actually, before I do that, Funk, we yep. need to remind people what they need to do on the Apple Podcast app before we continue with today's show. Uh, subscribe. There we go. Thank you very much. Give us five stars as well. Tell us you like us. Even if you don't, it helps us get to more ears. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, at the start of every show, we talk about how we've been killing some time. Yeah. Usually Funk and I discuss something that we've been playing or doing or eating or whatever, right? Yeah. Now we've had the chance today, like we've been doing with a few guests recently, to kill some time before the show. Um, and we played Super Mario Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's a mouthful, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so many innuendos from this game, bruv. Yeah. First things first, is, did anyone from Nintendo know that the word smash means fornication, bro? Um, possibly. No, I think they did it because um, uh, it's a Japanese company, isn't it? Yeah. The Japanese are incredibly polite and incredibly conservative. Okay, right. So I think they're going into it truly innocent. Okay, so whenever we say the word smash, Nintendo, we are solely talking about the computer game, all right? So we're not being rude at all. Actually, in Super, in um, Mario Kart, 
the, the Mario Kart that dropped on the Switch Deluxe they actually had to do a little patch because one of the characters when they went past yes. when you go past characters they do little and yeah. you get past them and you do a little like celebration one of them turn around the splatting one and you and you go like that yeah give you that up they yours they like, didn't know sign, yeah. they didn't know Nintendo didn't know that the Whereas up yours sat in Japan going well that's just a, a yeah. gesture with your arm that's fine <laughs> whenever, we'll have that. whenever we drive over here everyone does it to us so it must be nice right <laughs> it's, cool. it's, it's quite a common hand signal for, for road users in London yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was a tourist in London taking photos in places where I shouldn't be stopping when people are walking walking behind me people kept doing that to me so it must be something like European you know it's not rude at all you thought they were complimenting your biceps yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, take well, more photos know. please Doris <laughs> so Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is there's been a lot of hype around the game hasn't there Funk really about it kind of just having every single character from the Nintendo universe yeah there's been a lot of passion from your end about a certain character we won't go into that you're still campaigning to get and you have threatened to streak and do all sorts of madness to get this character input into the game now I'm a little bit frustrated but I'm sorry we're, we're totally digressing no no right? we'll no get back I, to you. I really like that this has bothered you so much I think it's really like genuinely quite sweet so they claim to have every single character, and I've, and I've wrongly said that, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've lied to you. Sorry. Sorry, oh, listen. This is the kind of conversation uh, you used to have when you were 13 about yeah, a game, isn't yeah. it? Well, they, they claim to have all the characters, but, but actually... <laughs> there's one character that I was really excited about, and that's Waluigi. Yeah. yeah. One, because I love the way that they just made his ridiculous name because there's Mario and Wario, yeah. and Wario's evil Mario. Yeah. And they said, right, what will we, what will we call evil Luigi? Waluigi, yeah. right? Well, I love you the- can't have Luigi. Can't, well, actually, w- Luigi. Luigi. I don't know. But I just love the fact he goes, ha ha, I'm Waluigi. I'm like, he's the best. <laughs> so I was really excited. And we're talking to. um. Uh, t- uh, two presenters of, of a show called uh, Games, Gadgets and Rhymes and, and Midas uh, let me know that there is no Waluigi in this and I was really upset and I thought I was the only one that was really upset and he flippantly said yeah there's petitions online and everything no there's actually petitions online really? saying yeah. bring back Waluigi put him into the game but I reckon downloadable content is a thing in 2018, 2019 yeah. it could be available in I mean the this is wild that the gaming community quite a bit but Bruv. nobody actually knows if Nintendo made any suggestions that that character would be in there. I think you and your mates out yeah. there whoever they are yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All of them, <laughs> you and your friends, hundreds of thousands of them. I'm telling you, I've seen it, I've seen the paperwork. Here I go. think you know it's going to Parliament. All two, yeah. all two of you about that though. That like loads of people have gone. We love this character. We want it as a part of it. It's, it's really nice. It's yeah, a it's, nice side of gaming. I think is, that everyone's is. come together to go. Let's get something that we want in a game, even though it doesn't really matter. Like it's not like you know, there's no flaw in the gameplay. There's Sorry, no. What? what do you mean? It, it doesn't matter. I'm no, sorry, what? I mean, it, all right. it matters, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like a, yeah. a flaw in the yeah, game yeah, or anything. Yeah. It's just like, we really want this bit and we're going to all get together to do it. And it could happen. That's it the could. sort of thing. I that's think sort that's of great. Thing. Um, so, yeah, the game. Um, how was it for you? This was your first time. We just threw, threw it at you. We uh, first Was it first time on a Switch controller? It was my first time on a Switch, yeah. Okay, and I really that? liked it, although it's very small when you split it up to play two-player, yeah, which okay. we took a little bit of getting used to, but actually, by the end, it was totally fine. You didn't notice. All right. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There was loads of characters that I've not thought about for about 15 years <laughs> like, I don't think I've said the name Zelda out loud since I was a 13 year old boy not like the way you said it uh, <laughs> like, oh Zelda oh Zelda, <laughs> oh, Zelda. Oh, oh I had some confusing times to that game so yeah it was it was quite nice I love the nostalgia of it I think it's gr- a really smart idea to put all their characters in together yeah almost all of the characters I'll get over I'll get over it, get over it. um so yeah, we split the Switch control pad into two parts as well. Um, I, I mean, I'd say like controller-wise, I'd recommend if you want to get that full Smash experience, 
full smash experience Pause. you're going to get the full smash experience <laughs> if you try and get two control pads for, for what do you reckon Funk yeah. what do you reckon yeah. if you had like, yeah, a, a bigger so. setup right because control pads are cool when you break them up for less complex games like, I think when you're trying to pull off sick moves yeah. you didn't need to, to use do. pull off there that's your own fault that isn't Nintendo's fault <laughs> <laughs> pull off smash seven minutes into the show it's going to be a good one it's going to be a good one um, so yeah so gameplay wise that was cool and because you just, said when you use the separate controllers it actually limits the amount of moves you can do I feel like there's probably like a shift button somewhere on a control pad yeah. where you can unlock other controls okay. right? but I, we didn't really take time we just mm-hmm. broke, the con- broke the Nintendo Switch down and just played it still had a bit of fun though like mm-hmm. versus modes cool against your mates and then we also found a tag team mode as tag yep. team smash also found teenagers. you know what I wasn't hoping to come onto this podcast and end my career by you know saying <laughs> something really <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh, so yeah that, that was it in terms of gameplay though like tag team smash how was that for you Funk um, I think I was more interested in finding my own personal character, my favourites in there. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. outside of that, there is a lot going on. I can see a lot of people having some sort of epileptic attack from watching everything happening yeah. on, oh, on the screen. It yeah. is, it's a very bright and visual game. It is a feast for the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 8-bit uh, next to HD, <laughs> a Pokemon. 4K yeah, next to explosion. Link. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's a very busy screen, but yeah. I kind of like it because I think in the chaos sometimes you can kind of, when you're, a few of us are playing, you can kind of have a run off and like mess around on a level, pick up a power-up, whether it's a Pokeball or a hammer yeah. or a ray gun. It's, I, it's, think that's, it's, I think that's a smash element because I can't really see any element of real skill happening in this game because there's so much going on yeah like, how can you really say you meant to transport to that side of the screen and kung fu kick um, Jigglypuff <laughs> who's, who's got a sword for some reason <laughs> and a ray gun <laughs> sick yeah. yeah but it's a good game with people like you know when mm. you, if there's a load of you around because it's chaos yes. if there's like you've got a load of mates it'd be really good for that just definitely chuck it around because it's not like you're keeping score really yeah, yeah. and I've won that one you play the next couple yep. let's all have a few drinks and just play a bit of uh, Switch definitely 100% I'm across that yeah, so uh, that's going to get a thumbs up from me, man. Like, you know, I don't want to break down the game into like out of, out of five stars and stuff, but I think it's a thumbs up. It's definitely a game that I'll have around over the Christmas period. You know, like a few drinks before you go out? Yes. Yeah. Whack it on. And especially if, if you've got a mate that's got another Switch as well, that's four people that can play as well. <laughs> that's That would be too much going on, I think. Bruh, the screen would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> insane. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, also, you can check out a video of us playing that. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show description as well. And we're also on the YouTube as well. So uh, uh, How to Kill an Arrow is what you want to search for. But um, you've just bought your first console, though, haven't you? Yeah, so I've, I've had consoles in the house. We've got a younger brother who's really into games. Okay. But I've, this week, I've got a PS4 for the first time. So talk me through how, how this happened then. My girlfriend bought the PS4 because they've re-released Spyro. Keeper. And that's <laughs> and she, and So I came home one yeah. day, and there's this PS4. I was like, why have we got a PS4? And she went, I bought it, and Spyro. But it's quite nice because um, you know, Spyro is actually really good, this new Spyro. We've had loads of like, hours in the evening just sat playing it while having a gin and tonic. Brilliant. Um, but um, <laughs> I've got all my friends are really into games. So it just means that I've gone, right, there's been games out for years. What do I get? And they've gone, here are the games you've got. So, you know, I bought Fallout 4, which I've started playing, which I really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like games like that. I know a lot of people you know, find them a bit boring when there's loads of story elements and things like that. But I love a game where you sit for 10 minutes and watch a video in between every bit. <laughs> because I get scared playing games as well. So I need, when you, when you get to the end, you're like, oh, thank God, it's 10 minutes of a film now so I yeah. can just chill out for a second. 
Like, I like those bits more. I'm just going, oh, what happens next? You know, very exciting. So, um, so yeah, I love it. It's really good. I don't know why I haven't got one, one earlier. And do you think that it's just going to be Spyro and done, or do you think you're going to be... Because no. there's a lot of big games out this year. So well, Crash Bandicoot's coming out, which she's already excited about. Like, yeah. I mean, I go out with a 12-year-old, apparently, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, the first I found out about it. I'm as shocked as Kevin Spacey. And, um, <laughs> like... Um, but, yeah, so, like, she wants all these, like, kind of retro games, but I'm quite into, like, finding out. Like, I want Red Dead... Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption is something that everyone's been talking about and I'm now going to get it's a tongue twister isn't it Red Dead Redemption (laughs) I can't say it Um, Red Dead Redemption two. The problem is, there's so many games. If I go, I'll have Red Dead Redemption. They'll be like, Oh yeah, that is actually a spin-off of it. Oh, you on the download? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I saw Fallout seventy six, and I was like, How have they got so many? (laughs) I'm such an amateur with it. They took that off Apple, didn't they? Apple were like iPhone eight, iPhone iPhone ten. Yeah, 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 iPhone ten. So Fallout went. What horrible things happen in the lab with the nine? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm coming at it from a totally sort of unbiased point of view because I've never. Uh, had a PlayStation before, so cool. I'm quite excited. You know, welcome, welcome to, to the not community. do any work. Yeah, welcome to the gang. Um, I just like to let you know that you're in a room where there's four of us. Producer Billy is in here. Yep. Three of us own a PS4. Billy, unfortunately, own. What was it you own again, Billy? Xbox One. Don't it's, say it so loud. So he says it with his chest. So like, this is a world that I'm excited to get into. Like this tribalism in gaming. Like, yeah. so why don't you like an Xbox One? I just like the releases that PS4 have given us at the moment. Okay, so, so basically things like uh, the Uncharted se- se- series, that like Funk Lights, and you'd love these because they're cutscene heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spider-Man yep. was an amazing oh, yeah, I've heard game. people going on about that. PS4 only. So, okay. Yeah, so... So it's more about the releases than it is about the console then? Yeah, for me, I think at this, at this stage in time, all the consoles pack the same amount of power, right? But it's yeah. what can I play? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do I want to play? So if I was... A lot of people say that if you're more heavily into online, then Xbox is where it's at. Yeah. But to be fair, I like story and I like things that have... Like, I like you, I like cutscenes. So if you like those, by the way, to go back to what you said, Red Dead Redemption is very cutscene heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a real slow pace. You'll love it. You'll feel like an actual cowboy. I love love a game that takes forever, basically. And you're in the story. That's all what I'm all about. And I don't like online either because I don't like an eight-year-old from America calling me a bellend. (laughs) Which but is I'm, all that is online, isn't it? Like if you're playing, I've played Call of Duty online before, and I've just had to take the headphones off yeah, because yeah, I want to yeah. cry. You hear some wickedness on that. I think that's is that one of the cruelest parts of the internet, do you reckon? Well, uh, the, the gamers, the online the gamers, yeah. yeah, the online abuse. Yeah, you man. have not seen what they say about me on the Big Brother forums for when I went on that show. <laughs> When I did Big Brother's bit on the side for a couple of years, they were not a fan of me. What what did you get? What's some of the worst stuff that you got? So I used to do stand-up on it like a few times a week, you know, like they do on, they used to do on I'm a Celebrity spin-off show and all that. And oh my, they they used to call me, I don't know how much, can I swear on your podcast? Yeah, go for it, man. They used to call me the Oxbridge cunt. And um, (laughs) I... I've I I did I don't have a degree I didn't go to, I didn't go to university but they're all just like well you know because you know like these people go oh, that, that Oxbridge cunt who thinks he I can't believe he said that about um, Sherry Hewson who's in Celebrity Big Brother oh they were so nasty to me but you know what it's my own fault for being so self-involved that I found it online don't you yeah, find out yeah, I googled oh, yeah. myself that much that I was on the Big Brother dot forum dot com and well, don't you, you find that a bit of a deeper. compliment though that, that people are assuming that you've actually been to university yeah. I was like, people going, well, he's clever enough to be at Oxbridge. Yeah. Thank you very much. As long as they're not Cheers. saying you've got a degree in being a cunt.
cunt. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's not cool. No, no that's not cool. cool. And I never said that online. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, but gamers are brutal, aren't they, I think? Insane. If, if you're not very good at the game as well, and you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. So I've played Call of Duty online with friends and, you know, I don't know how to play it very well. So I'm just starting out and people don't give you the space to learn. No. No. There's no room for error. No. Like, if you fuck up in a squad, you're going to get the maximum amount of heat possible. Like that's, Nobody cares. I, that's probably why they invite you around, though, to, <laughs> to be their whipping boy. <laughs> well, girl, guys, I, I'm, I don't know what language this is, but it doesn't sound like they're being nice about me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, cool. Well, I look forward to hearing what you want to get. And if you ever want to reach out to us online and ask us what's good gaming-wise, we'll hit you up with some Well, it's uh, nice to games. know people who are at the forefront of it and, you know, know what they're talking about. We're just at the forefront of casual gaming. Yeah, yeah. We can walk into a room and not know what we're talking about and enjoy ourselves just as well as people <laughs> that do, mate. They, they call us blaggers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the best person to be. Four years in, going strong still. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, man. What do you want to talk about now? Just, let's talk about what you're doing right now at this time, because you'll have you've got a very diverse diary. A calendar has got you moving around, but give, you've got a bit of breathing space. Yeah, moment, uh, you right? know what? I'm like I've, I'm pretty much done for the year now. So okay, I've got cool. my I've got I do a radio show Monday to Friday. I do drive time on Virgin Radio. So I've got that in the week. So I've got you know a week and a half of that left, and then um, I've got like a couple of little uh, comedy club gigs, like nothing major. But this time of year, comedy clubs are horrific. Because it's full of Christmas parties. <laughs> so this is, for us in December, if you're on, in the clubs, like it's the most lucrative time because there's loads of gigs, but yeah. it's all Christmas parties who hate you and are so battered that they can't even talk but keep yelling stuff out. So it's it's not a fun time of year if you're just doing comedy, but I don't do that many, so it's kind of fine. And it's kind of fun because you go in going, I'm getting paid no matter how badly this goes. So if they yell out, you just sort of have a bit of a fight with an audience. I mean, personally, what is your coping mechanism for hecklers? Um, my coping mechanism, you know what? Nine times out of ten, it's fine because they're battered yeah. and you've got a microphone. <laughs> so you can deal with it. You know, my problem is, not heckling, is people talking sort of talking as a group and distracting you because that's quite when you're trying to sort of hit you know a rhythm of what you're talking about um, and there's just a group of people chatting that's way more annoying than one person going you're a wanker because yeah. you can deal with that and yeah. if the whole room hears it you can deal with it whereas if the worst thing I ever had is one guy in the front row under his breath was just calling me a dick like and calling me all these names dick, dick. yeah he's going oh, you think that's good do you like stuff like that <laughs> But he was doing it quiet enough that only I could hear him. So, so I couldn't do anything about it because if I laid into him, the whole audience would be like, why has he just gone for yeah, this guy yeah, for no reason? Yeah. So that's quite annoying. But yeah, I mean, you get all sorts. Like, I quite like a heckler because if it's at a gig that you're doing quite well at, nine, you know, most of the time they just want to join in, which yeah. is quite nice, yeah. you know, and they want to uh, chip in with their story. So like, I did one... Last year, I was doing a gig in Covent Garden and I was on stage. It was going really well. And a bloke threw his prosthetic arm at me. <laughs> a one-armed guy. This is... And I couldn't believe it, right? Because I was on stage and this thing hits the back wall of the gig. And and I was like, what the fuck was that? And like, because it was going well, I, I picked it up and it was this big... It wasn't a very good prosthetic, I'd say. Like, it was quite rubbery. So it looked like... Do you know when you go into Soho and you see those things that are for fisting you know those fisting dildos right so it was like that it was like a rubber arm with like a fist the on Italian the Italian like, fisting like dildo a, yeah, yeah. Like a, ah yes <laughs> um, so I picked it up and I was like who's just thrown a, an arm dildo at me and, and a guy this guy put his stump in the air and went me mate and I was like, okay well this is brilliant um, and I just went to him I was like why did you 
throw that at me and he went I think you're shit and I was like you've missed your opportunity to say it looked like I needed a hand <laughs> <laughs> so that ended up actually and then he c- tried to get on stage to get his arm back and I wouldn't give him his arm back and every time I sort of said something about him that slammed him I high fived his own hand like <laughs> which was really funny because because he was engaged and actually he threw it because and I asked him afterwards I went, why did you throw it and he went oh I threw it because I do it at gigs when I'm enjoying myself I think it's like a fun thing to do to like you know make a bit unique and, and actually that leaving that gig that's all anyone would have remembered about my set is that and it was a really fun interesting unique moment that will never happen again so I actually quite like that you know that didn't annoy me I thought that guy was brilliant it's like a 4D applause isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh Oh my god! Oh, that is, and I was, you know what? It, because he was so involved in it, it meant that you could say some quite, like you could be quite nasty to him because it was all a laugh and he was engaged. Like because he was going, "I think you're shit at comedy." I was like, "I can do up my own buttons," and, you know. <laughs> stuff like that. And it just meant like because everyone was on board, it made yeah, this really yeah. great moment. Yeah. And I think so. I love it when people get involved. Like you know, I don't if they're being annoying or drunk. You, there's ways to deal with them, but it's mostly just getting security to kick them out. Really brilliant. And it, but it doesn't happen too much as well because everyone assumes that comics get heckled all the time but it's it's a rare occurrence I'd say do you think your time on the floor or on the stage like because you, you were t- talking to us about having a year we did was it like 300 gigs in a year yeah yeah so like I used to sort of the first wow. four or five years when I was on the circuit I did 300 gigs a year that's insane and did that kind of give you everything you needed to deal with every situation because that's, that's a heck of a lot of shows yeah bro. you know so probably like you know I've, I mean I've done thousands of gigs now but the, the thing that teaches you is I failed at every gig now. Like I've died on my ass at every type of gig in a village, in a village hall, in a, an art center, in a theater. Like I've bombed, and that's when you learn how to be good. Is when you learn how to be bad. What do you define as bombing, though? I mean, clearly, because if you're it's a silence, really 20, 20 minutes. I mean, I did my own tour date once uh, on my first tour. I did an hour and a half in two sections to nothing. Oh. But once you've done it, you come out of it and you go, oh, no one died. Mm, like, no yeah, one's yeah. no one's hurt. Yeah. Like, that's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah a load of people went, oh, that wasn't worth 12 quid. But yeah. you know what? Like, no refunds. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for your money. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, but yeah, like, I remember once doing a gig and I, I used to get booked for this gig. It was in Oxfordshire. So near, I grew up, like, I grew up around there and I lived around there for yeah. ages when I started. And um, it was quite, hard it was hard like for whatever reason like I don't know why it was hard but it was hard to do this gig and I did it a few times and I always really struggled to do okay Mm -hmm. and then I remember seeing Sarah Millican at it and I was like yo you're amazing like how could you do this gig when I can never do this gig so well and it was just before she became massive and she went oh I've died here about eight times and you're like oh there we like that's the only way you get good is is by being crap and then you know learning it's just Hmm. the problem with being crap in any other thing is you can be crap privately like if you're a magician you're crap in your bedroom and you get good in your bedroom like Dynamo was terrible when he started but got good and then got on telly and got famous in comedy you have to be crap in front of a room full of strangers so it's it's just embarrassing do you find it happens a lot in your career that people try to sanitise their careers and remove all the little bad parts out of it to portray this image that they're hilarious everywhere? Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, so like anyone on the internet, like if comics are the worst on Facebook. Like when they're going, oh, so tonight, right, I was in Brighton tonight and, you know, there were a real bunch of assholes, and, you know, thankfully I had it and they'll just humble brag about <laughs> yeah, how they yeah. smashed the gig. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nobody cares, mate, because I saw you three weeks ago die on your ass in front of the nicest <laughs> audience. <laughs> all time. And that, 
So that is, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a careerist thing because on Facebook, you're friends with promoters and comics. Like, yeah. They're just saying they smash gigs to try and get other gigs. Yeah. That kind of happens in the music world where I'm a DJ and yeah. what they do is, from a DJ's perspective, if you smash the crowd, the picture will be from behind the, your, the DJ's head yep. so you can see the sea of people. Yeah. When it's, there's no one there, it's <laughs> <laughs> the camera's, oh, the camera's so, facing oh, them. So that's fun, the, you're <laughs> terrible. Why have you got to do that to them? Sorry, uh, guys. Yeah. Just All right. Yeah. Secret out Little there. peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But it's true, and that, yeah. everyone does that, don't they? Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's, that's the problem with online, like social media and things. But you learn to read between the lines like that. Yeah. You know the picture. You know when someone's posted going, "Well, you were shit." <laughs> like, but you want to talk about it and talk about what was good about it. It's like this guy um, who I, I mean, I won't name him because it's not fair. But he's always like, "Tonight was a real learning curve," and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, you were terrible." That's what that means. <laughs> That's coded language. That's yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very much so. You know, I'm I'm really grateful for gigs like this evening because it makes me grow. And I'm like, yeah, because you started terrible, so you can grow. <laughs> but you just learn to read. And it's quite funny because you just sit scrolling through it. Say if you've had a terrible one or a bad one, you're like, he had a bad one, he had a good one, he had a bad one. So it's quite good fun. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, name of the tour right now is Slash, right? Yes, yeah, Slash. Why is it called Slash? It's called Slash because um, uh, people think it's because of like weeing. So yeah. I, I sort yeah. of regret I, I kind of slightly regret calling it Slash but yeah. I thought it was quite like a bold word yeah. okay. um, but it's called Slash because I mean it's, it's basically mostly just normal stand-up apart from a few times during the show I talk about um, all the gay erotic fiction that's been written about me online um, <laughs> which is called Slash Fiction that's the name of like this really? gay erotic yeah 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 okay. so it's it's like a teenage girl fan fiction thing and I got caught up in it I suppose like, there's not tons about me online but there is a bit and it's all about me Harry Styles and Nick Grimshaw um, because <laughs> I, now as he's speaking yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> the, the website's called Archive of Our, Our Own um, and it's weird because it's all because I know Nick Grimshaw and like ha- I used to hang out with him a bit when I first got into telly yeah. and it was just after he'd hung out with Harry Styles and everyone thought him and Harry Styles were having it off yeah. so when I started hanging out with him they're like that's the new Harry then together <laughs> so all these teenage girls who are mad Harry Styles fans started yeah. writing about me and Nick Grimshaw and Harry Styles having mad threesomes so they've created this fake narrative amongst the three of you but yeah 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 but did you know about this 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 scene as it were Not- prior to that not really until yeah. I found it once again because I'm self-obsessed and was googling myself loads. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> but I read it all and loads of it is really funny okay. and like really weird and also in all of it like they treat Harry and Nick like they're these sex gods and then it's like me <laughs> like like it's and then I'm like where do you fit into that I, and I'm the loser so um, there's a story where like we all have this threesome and afterwards it's like Matt couldn't help himself but clean up straight away like, <laughs> why why make me that guy so, they've not even written you in as in Matt's pulsing yeah, Matt's like a yeah. Matt's pulsating there's one and I, there's some of them have been deleted since I started talking about it a lot um, but there's one that I read and they were like um I get naked in front of Harry Styles yeah. and it goes and then like so I pull my trousers down and you know I'm stood there and it goes and the next line is Harry had to stifle a laugh and I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh and that's then, not and, cool yeah yeah and it's like and it goes and then Harry says and then it goes um, and uh, what's, what's the line it goes um, um, Harry knew it would be small but even this was a surprise <laughs> and I'm like I'm I'm in the porn why am I a loser I'm in it and I'm a loser still so I sort of read it out because it's that kind of like you know look at well my like my show's a bit about like because I'm sort of you know on a bit of telly and things yeah, but yeah. I'm not famous so it's like I'm in this sort of world a bit but it's still all slightly shit for me <laughs> so I kind of it's the kind of perfect thing do you know what I mean like yeah. I'm in show business but not at the glamorous end of it so like it was for example I talk about on on stage about um, I was once uh, 
an answer to a question on Pointless, right? So I'm famous enough that my name could be an answer to a question on Pointless. That's but pretty I, famous. But I was the Pointless answer because uh, no one knew who I was. So it's like, the, the whole show is basically this going, how cool is this? Oh no, it's shit. Like, like <laughs> you know, I'm still a bellend. So like, even though I live like a coolish life, it's still a bit shit. <laughs> so that's what the show is about really. So I use the slash fiction to talk about that. Okay, I didn't, I was not aware of slash. I feel like there's, um, there's a whole lot going. I've just yeah, I've just seen um. This is three thousand words of like of, they don't piss about. Like there's they're long stories. The weirdest ones are there's not even sex in some of them. It's like just like you, me, and Harry, and it's like a brushed knee and a stolen glance. They're the, <laughs> they're the creepiest ones. <laughs> wow, you sound like a bit of a predator in this one, by the way. Oh, do I? Go on. Oh my God, Nick says putting his face in his palms. Matt slides a drink in front of him and says, "Here, darling." Have another. <laughs> Get in. Oh, that's the smoothest line I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, Harry can't stand the way Matt says darling. Matt slides his hand under the table and rests it on Nick's thigh, smirking when Nick's eyes widen in surprise. Are you predator? Like, you are moving him up there, bro. What's so, a pervert? So, so Matt's been written in this, this disruptive energy between yeah, Harry yeah. and... So he's like, just this troublemaker. Like these, um, these teenage girls that are One Direction fans do not have a warm place in their hearts for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, I talk about it on stage. I read, yeah. I, you know, I sit on a stool and read it dramatically in a spotlight and all that. It's, <laughs> but it's mostly just me talking about penises and fannies. The store. like, I'm not like a like high brow show. Yeah, I'm not a highbrow comic. You know, yeah. I, I really like rude jokes. Like, you know, I've got a 12 minute long routine about taking my girlfriend's tampon out for her because she was too drunk to do it herself. You know, like <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty base. It's I'd say like if if you loved the in betweeners, I'm the comic for you. <laughs> Take that as a quote. That should be on a poster, isn't it? Yeah. You love the in betweeners. This but is like the comic for just you. Just a bit yeah. old. And like, there's loads of great comics these days who are doing like loads about Brexit and like political yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I just think like that's not. You know, I, I love watching it, but it's just not my thing. I just want to go on and go. It's a bit of a laugh. I'm going to talk about things that I find really funny. I'm going to try and like gross you out a bit. And let's see where it goes. Fair yeah. enough. Fair I mean, do you think that in this time where this is such a common conversation, you can't stick on the TV, open a paper, whatever, go on yeah. social media without hearing about this? You think there's a place, while respectfully understanding that this is happening and being aware of it, do you think it's really important for there to be a space in comedy where there's just fun for the sake of fun? Totally. Like, And you know what? There's The beautiful thing about comedy is it's like music and there's a spectrum that is infinite with each style that you know crosses over and does whatever. Like, you know, you can go to Japan and see a load of 12-year-old girls in a in a, a death metal band. And you know, there's it, and the same with comedy. Like, you can go and see someone who talks about Brexit and is brilliant, or you can go and see Eddie Izzard or someone who's just gonna talk about badges and jam and whatever, or mm. someone who's just gonna go, wait, 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 lad, 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 let's talk about dicks. <laughs> so yeah, I think it is, and you know what? Like People just want a night. Like things are crap at the moment. I think, like you know, and it's like games or even a podcast. Like it's like let's just think about something that isn't terrible for a bit. Escapism, exactly that's what it is. that. Yeah, that's what I'm so all I think about it that. is important. And you know, you don't know what's going on in people's lives. So they they've come out. They've come to see you on tour. They've got a babysitter. They've had a hard week at work. Yeah, I just want to go. I'm just going to make you. I don't know. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make you laugh as yeah. much as I can possibly make you laugh for the yeah. next hour. That's very important. And that's all that I'm. That's all I'm interested in. And. Hats off to comics that want to make a statement and want to say something important. Mm-hmm. That yep. is really vital, yep. but it isn't me. Fair enough. Well, well, you, you're on tour till May next year, right? I'm on tour till May. Yeah, uh, it's really think... spread out. It's nice. Well, that's, does that mean you've got quite high energy levels as well? You don't yeah, feel like I'm, it's just rigmarole. I'm doing like one a week or something like that. Nice. So it's really it's sort of dossy in between like the radio and a few other bits and bobs. Good stuff. I think your first date in 2019 is Maidstone, Kent. Yeah, 19th of January. Never been so. there before. Apparently, it's a, it's a <laughs> It's um. <laughs> 
close enough to London to have all of the worst bits of London <laughs> and close enough outside of London to have all the worst bits of the outside of London mixed up together you'll enjoy it yeah. oh thanks please come back on the show we'll find out how it goes yeah. <laughs> I mean I'll, I'll call you that day that expression was like you're not missing out much <laughs> well I've had my Nintendo Switch nicked from the dressing room <laughs> so thanks guys what's that Bill that's my neck of the woods oh, so. oh sorry sorry Billy oh. Billy what's it like do you look it's, at him it's, it's uh, so so <laughs> There is other better areas, but it's so-so. <laughs> to be but fair, my hometown is was in the crap town's book, so like okay. I, I've sympathised, Billy. Yeah. Really? A- Apparently the, the cr- streets are paved with Marmites. <laughs> 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 right, so the tour's called Slash. This leads us on to a, yeah. a question that I try to remember to ask each and every one of our guests. Now, when people hear the word Slash, they think of piss, yeah. right? Um, now, I'm going to talk about the other thing that you do, which is go for a poo. So we've asked a question and we've uncovered two types of... Billy hates this. We've uncovered two types of human beings that exist and you don't know the other exists until we have this discussion, right? Okay. When you go for a shit... Yes. When you're wiping your ass. Do you stand up or stay seated when you wipe? I absolutely stay seated. What? Who's? I mean, this is like opened my world up. Like you were right. You're like I was going. What's he going to say? I'm going to know what he's talking about. The other person. No, I sit down. Bro, there's a actual group of people. In fact, we've we've done it. Is anyone in this room a stand? I'm a sitter. Are you a sitter? What was that? I was a, I was a, you're a what do you mean? You're you're a stand- <laughs> yeah, I was a sitter. I was a sitter. sitter. You're a sitter. Yeah. No, no, funk, funk, flip, funk flip flops. <laughs> funk, you funk know flip. what? Billy's getting upset. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> funk, you gotta stand with me, man. Sta- Are you a stander? Yeah, Funk stands as well. But every time he changes his mind. Okay. So we're like we've had a sixty percent. It's gone 55, 60 But you're on the sitting side. There I'm is, a there, how do you feel about there being also, standards out there? I'm a looker as well, so you I'll a, wipe and a, check. A <laughs> you, did it, you did it from the front. Yeah, I wipe from the. Whoa! No, you, what? I wipe. No. I put my hand between my legs. In the, why would you? Go, why would you go back and lean? Like because I, I don't want to get between, any shit on my balls. I'm not going to hold my balls up. Oh my god! Oh, like, am I doing this? <laughs> am I doing this wrong? My mind's blown, bruv. I mean, I, we I found wanna, subsections within I this. I didn't think on a Tuesday I would um, <laughs> realize realize that my life was a lie. So, so we so have I, a wipe. I lift, from... I lift up the, my junk and then wipe from underneath and then check it to make sure all the poo's off the paper. That's how you wipe babies, technically, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what to say. Am I from doing it front? weird? Is it? Do you think it's weird for me to go wipe, wipe from? That's, I well, go, like, I, yeah. you know what? From the front is laziness because I don't want to lift up an ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this, just gets, the, this is the gift that doesn't stop giving this conversation. You know what? Question. What, what, Matt's you, got a point though because one time I've tilted to the side and I've actually fallen off because well, yeah, because you stood up, mate. You're on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute balance. <laughs> That's also what I was going, why do people wipe from the front? That's a really long reach back to your ass. obviously, because yeah, you wipe from good, the yeah, back. Close oh, us. That makes total sense to stand. I'm, I'm, huh. Well, I mean, who knew that there were so many ways? Because it is one of those, it's so intimate that you don't know you're doing it wrong. You just don't talk. You, has anyone ever asked you, how do you wipe your ass? No one's ever gone, hey, how you doing, mate? How do Never. you wipe your ass? Never. It's just not in that normal line of conversation. And you know what? It's, it's kind of like a nice quirk, isn't it? Everyone's got their own little things. Yeah, yeah. Here's a punchline. Stand up, Stu, sit down. <laughs> You know that's going to be the new poster I'm going to have for my toys. <laughs> holding my balls in a piece, looking into the camera like you know that look that every comedian does on their poster of going, "What am I like?" <laughs> that kind of look at me at odds with the world. 
that face every comedian's got it like that kind of or you could be looking it's at not the really tissue. good for an audience yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like that McIntyre kind of he always does that you know that, you know what, how do you do you, how do you wipe your ass are you wiping below are you going do you stand up I know people that stand up do you stand up when you wipe I would love to see the post that you know, balls in one hand when you're standing and you wipe your bum it's it's great isn't it <laughs> No, oh, you know, you're wiping, you're wiping. Your wife walks in and she's going, why are you stand up, stood up? And you're going, I don't know, why are you stood up? <laughs> like, it's, I mean, you know what? Thanks for the oh. inspiration, guys. This is going to be my next tour. <laughs> I want to see the poster with balls in one hand and shitty tissue in the other. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Slash and then shit. They're going to look great on my agent's wall, those yes. posters. SNS. If I, SNS. If I was ever a big enough comedian to make the wall. But, not, you know. Not MNS, SNS. SNS. <laughs> this isn't just any kind of it's, shit. What yeah, a fascinating thing! Like, so, yeah. what are you, like, do you have any? I, I like to use a wet wipe if I can as well. Oh, there's because... a lot of love for wet wipes, yeah. Out here. And there's, there's also people that are just like, at what stage in our life did we say, right? You know, babies they have wet wipes. So, what stage are we like? Right, you're old enough now, and you've probably got a hairy ass now. Just use tissue. I'm actually banned exactly. from wet wipes though sense. because I've, I've blocked the toilet a few times. Well, so that's the I'm, problem, I'm isn't it? And you know, I watch yeah. that thing about the fatberg as well. So I use a wet wipe, and then I feel, <laughs> and then I'm having a guilty shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what do we do then? I'm like, this Victorian yeah. system isn't designed to use to deal with <laughs> this. But you're right; they do block because even yeah. if they say flushable, they're not technically no. flushable. No. So mm. I do like a wet wipe, but I just feel bad about using them because you're right. Hair, like we shouldn't be using. Like it makes more sense to use a wet mm. wipe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a wet wipe is a guilty pleasure then. Yeah, yeah. A wet wipe is like if I'm like like Christmas Day. Whew, wet yeah, wipe, yeah. A wet wipe and yeah. a lint chocolate ball on the loo. <laughs> Don't get <him> confused. <laughs> Pop the ball up your ass and eat the wet wipe. Oh man. So I think that's given us a nice taste of the slash tour match. Cheers. Can't wait for that, bruv. <laughs> the most one I've ever had on a podcast oh. talking about shitting hey welcome to how to kill an hour bro. <laughs> it's what and we sometimes do sometimes I do spend an hour on the toilet as well you know like I do like to take my time when I'm having a shit I stay on way longer than I need to it's like it's, meditation it's quite bad for you you might prolapse your anus if you do it but you know what it's worth <laughs> risk um, well, even if I'm not pushing yeah because it's just your body's not designed to like have the, it all because you're everything pushing down on it naturally oh, so like really? you should you should shit quickly and then leave you shouldn't you shouldn't like sit there for ages. It's not very good for your bum. But I, I, I like to have a really good clear out every kind of like three or four days where like it'll be like a mountain coming out of the water. You know, like a <laughs> what, peak. you break the water? Yeah, yeah I, I broke the water iceberg! yesterday and I sent a picture of it to all my friends because I was just like, I'm living my best life, guys. Good, Matt. How did they react to that? Uh, with positive, positive comments. Mostly. Good shit. Yeah, 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 people yeah. were like, yeah, brilliant. But we yeah. do have a group where that's what we do is we all send each other our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> is it just for that though? Yeah, yeah, like, well, we do talk in it, but like it's, it didn't start out as that, but it has become that. Because, you know, your friends that you grow up with, that you're a teenager with, and then as you go through life and you go through your 20s, you slowly do kind of, you know, you move away from each other. You don't have as much to say to each other. So we stay bonded by just showing each other dumps. <laughs> it means we don't have to have that talk of going, so how's the... How's life then? Yeah. How's the job? I don't know what half of them do for a living because I, d I don't care. But you do know how much fibre they've had in their diet. Exactly. And oh, is that not more oh, intimate? It's very important. You know I, if they're healthy. I couldn't tell you the company they work for, but I could tell you when they've had sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'll stay friends with them as long as it's never on a pizza because that's what serial killers do. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, so we've done stand up. Let's yeah. do some TV stuff. Celebrity right. Roast Battle. Let's yeah, talk, man. How's yeah. That? Oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. It was great. Although they cut out a couple of the like harsher ones, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, I had a really like a re- because the problem is with that show is you go in and like I was up against my mate Angela, um, who's a brilliant comedian from Maidstone actually, and um, she and I sort of got together and we're like, right, let's write. It. You can talk about this. This is off limits, which is fair enough, I think. Yeah. And we kept sending jokes into the producers, and they're going harsher go harsher. We want you to go harsher than that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can go harsher. <laughs> and so we were going harsher and harsher and harsher. And in the end, I mean, I did a joke about, like, it's a really tasteless subject, but that's the point of the show. Yeah, yeah. So I did a joke about, like, stillbirth, which is about as far as you could go because they just kept pushing and push, yeah, push, push. Yeah. And in the end, they went, oh, yeah, we need to cut that out. That was too harsh. I'm like, I only did it because you made <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was really good fun. And, I mean, I lost, which, you know, is a shame, but... Um, it was just really weird because it's not like doing stand-up. You're normally in control. You're never normally on stage with another person as well. So, yeah. it, And you're in a pit like when you film it so with all the audience going up. So it feels like a battle. It's really strange. Yeah. But I liked it. Do you think this is, a, this is the last safe place comedians can really take? The, yeah. Like just go raw as possible? You, you know what? what? I do. Um, because you, you've got the license from the audience of Jimmy Carr at the beginning going, this is offensive and it's going to be offensive because you go to comedy clubs, unless someone's come to see your tour, if you're in a club now, you offend people much easier than you used to. Okay. And especially at universities, I find now, really? uni gigs are getting harder and harder. And I'm not an offensive, like I'm a rude comedian, but I'm not an offensive comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about anything taboo. I don't talk about anything um, controversial. I just talk about like shit, poo and throwing up and periods. Yeah. Um, but people get really weird about it and really upset where they never used to. So I think, yeah, a show like that is actually refreshing because you go, I can say whatever I like, actually, as long as it's not libelous and like a lawyer says it's fine, yeah. then you can do it. It doesn't matter about how tasteless it is, yeah. which was really freeing because it's getting harder to do that now. I think it's great. Like I, when I saw the, the the ads for it, I was like, I don't know if this is is this gonna is this gonna work. It fucking works. It's so it good, insane. I think it works the best as well. And there's been a few that aren't friends, but every comic that goes against each other, they're mates. So like Angela's my oldest friend in comedy. Like yeah. in two ways. Like we've known each other for the longest, and like she's way older than me, um, which is one of the things I said about her on Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy to slip back into it. Um, but we, we've known each other for nearly ten years, so actually, like it's fine if she says those things about me. But as if it was a comic I didn't know that well, 
it would have really hurt my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the magic of it, is it's two comics that you go, right, they're mates, they know each other really well, and they're just going to lay into each other, like you do with your mates if yeah, you're being harsh, yeah. you know. And I think that's why people like it, is because everyone roasts their friends all the time. All it's the like time. a live WhatsApp group, isn't it? That's yeah, what it is. You yeah, know, when it's exactly. your turn, yeah. when it's your turn in the group, yeah. you just have to, you have to, you have to take the heat. <laughs> and it's just that, yeah. like, you know, and I think the ones that don't work as well are that if people don't know each other, which yeah. has happened once or twice maybe on that show, but they really try and put you with a friend. Mm. so when they got in touch with me they were like who's your dream person to go against and it was Angela so it worked out great that's when it goes 07957 has left the group yeah. <laughs> oh my god add them in add them in again add them in again <laughs> start a new group round them about something else and then we'll descend into this oh I love a whatsapp group oh they're brilliant and they're feral yeah I think that is another area of, of social media where that's people think Twitter is where the harshest conversation is at. I think the whatsapp group that is where it is oh, yeah. at. I've said things in WhatsApp that if I said them out loud, I would be fired from all my jobs. You yeah, know, because it's your friends. It's a license, isn't it? You can, yeah. you can push it. And yeah. I think it's healthy to do that. And, you know, these days when people's old um, messages and things like that get, you know, like they ruin careers now yeah. like if they get on telly and things like I think don't be racist. Don't be homophobic. Mm -hmm. Be kind to people online. But yeah. If it's your friends, like you've got a different context there that you can play with. Hundred percent. Sometimes yeah. that's taken out of context, but you know, half the time it's just a big brother person. You go, oh no, you are a massive homophobe. <laughs> Actually, you shouldn't be on telly. <laughs> Carrying on from TV, um, yeah. Netflix seems to be the future of where television is headed. Yeah. How do you feel about Netflix and where it shapes itself in terms of a comedian's career? I love Netflix. It's brilliant. Um, but the problem is, I feel like I'm the only comedian without a special. Because there's so many comedy specials on there. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because mm -hmm. um, the problem with comedy at the moment is comedy's not trendy at the moment, I don't think, stand-up. Um, it went through a huge boom about 15 years ago. And when I started, it was still in the peak of that boom. Yeah. And then now, like, clubs are shutting down. Excuse me, sorry. Clubs are shutting down. Uh, there's less uh, places to gig. Yeah. They're paying less money because there's less people coming out to see live comedy. Mm -hmm. But then I don't know if Netflix and places like that and Amazon, it's because they've got so many specials that why would you go to a comedy club when you can watch, um, you know, Ricky Gervais in your living room do a special and you this can get true. every single special okay. and you pay four quid a month mm. or whatever it is for mm. it. Yeah. I don't know if it's having a negative effect on live comedy. If you're one of the comics that has a special, it, you know, elevates your career and people go and see that person. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's good for comedy as a whole. So like if I got a special, I'd sell out a tour. It'd be great, my next tour. But I wouldn't help the comedy clubs in the country if I had a special on. Well, there's definitely a thirst for it. I think it's Kay Curd came on a couple of episodes ago, another comedian, yeah. and he said that there's going to be something like 40-plus specials dropping Christmas, in and around yeah. Christmas and yeah, New Year's. So they filmed a load. They did 40 half-hour specials that they filmed in um, Montreal last year. And yeah. there's loads of English, like Joel Domit's got one, Ellie Taylor, um, a few other English people. Um, but it's from all over the world. There's some French guys and German guys. Mm. But they're comics that, you know, have profile in their own countries and not anywhere else. And I don't know if I'd watch someone who I didn't know who they were first. Yeah. Like, I, I, other people may be different, but I'm very safe on Netflix. Like, mm -hmm. I have to know someone in it or something about the film before I put it on. I won't just go, that one, whatever. It's true. Mm -hmm. I'm, um, I'm the same. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if people are going to be watching it all over the world or if it will help people out or if it won't. Like, whereas if I see someone, I go, oh, I've heard of them. I've heard they're really good. I'll definitely watch that. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, really. It's, it's a weird time because they're doing like 15-minute specials. Phil Wang and uh, Ashling B when it did a 15-minute recorded special. And like, what's, I don't see the point of that. It's great for them and yeah. like brilliant for their career. But like, I wouldn't want to sit and watch a 15-minute special on Netflix. But then people sit and watch 15 minutes of the stand-up on YouTube. So, I don't really know. Like, mm. it's a... It's really strange at the moment with yeah. um, Netflix. I've just got to presume Netflix are doing it for a reason because they have the numbers. They know, like you said, 
<clears throat> exactly. People watch 15 minutes on YouTube. Maybe that's maybe that's that golden shift where they're like, you know what? That's a perfect length for this special. And you know what? When you do a, a comedy club and you do 20 minutes, I think an hour of anyone is more than enough. Like I think 45 minutes for me, and then I go, cool. I get what you're about, and I get that you're funny. Yeah, I'm done cool. now. But I think cool. you have touched on an important point because if that is happening on that Netflix end what is happening to the footfall of people at the live events and if there yeah. is if there is kind of like a, a, a vacuum appearing totally and I think you know people are more and more people go on their own tours now rather than doing clubs which makes it harder if you're on a tour because it's kind of dividing the audience if you're in like the art centres and little theatres that I do okay um, but it's yeah I don't I don't know if it's actually helping people who want to go to comedy clubs like in their local pub or in a bar or something like that that happens monthly in their hometown mm -hmm. which people should do because that's the comedy's brilliant like live comedy is the best thing ever like I get you know bored of it and jaded about it and I'll moan about it till the cows come home every every time anyone asks me about it but actually like I am spoiled I get to see the best comedians in the country all the time just doing mm. their thing are you, are you still a fan of consuming comedy even though you work in the industry yeah totally like I went to see a re I went to see a show last week at the Soho Theatre I went to see a guy called Nath Valvo who's an Australian comic who was excellent like so so good mm. I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed sitting and watching stand up for a long time okay. and I and it, it, you know in a little 100 seat theatre like just brilliant guy who isn't that well known over here but um, yeah I do love doing that and I still watch specials I watched Russell Brand's special recently I watched Ricky Gervais's special and um, I will watch a lot of comedy I think for someone that doesn't you know gets more than my fair share of comedy in life like yeah. I see more comedy than most other people do um, I still go home and then go oh, I'll go and watch Russell Brand's show got a sticker stick it on <laughs> yeah, do you think on. the rise of a comic has changed in the modern era because obviously a lot of comics are coming up through the social media um, age and they don't have to have to market themselves per se in the uh, un uh, under the, the 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 gaze of the live audiences totally but you know what happens is you get comics that come up through that area mm -hmm. and are brilliant and then you get um then they go and do they all want to go and do live stuff okay so guys that came up through vine or came up through yep. like i mean the perfect example is dapper laughs a few yes. years ago who came up doing stuff online and then he did a live tour and it was a, it was a disaster because okay. he hadn't stand up's a skill it's, yeah being funny is sort of a gift, but it is also a skill, I yeah. think. So you've got to hone it. And I think people are naturally funny over a couple of minutes online mm -hmm. and then they go and do an hour-long show yeah. and actually realise that it takes a good few years to get good enough to hold people's attention for that long. Definitely. So it's great because people are developing really... In and also in developing interesting, unusual stuff. Because mm -hmm. online, you don't have to make money to put yourself out there. People just watch what they like. Yeah. So it's not like TV where they're going, well, is this going to do well? Are people going to watch this? Mm -hmm. Like your audience can find exactly what you're doing, which is great. And it means that comedy is more original than ever. Mm. But I just think, yeah, they come over into the live side and it's not quite what they thought it would be. But then comics that have been doing live stuff for 15 years are terrible at doing videos. Like my agent always asks me to like, oh, maybe you should be doing funny online content, like funny Instagram stories and all that. Mm. I'm just not very good at it because mm -hmm. it's not my skill set. Yeah. So I look at some people who don't even gig and, you know, are just doing funny videos online. And I'm yeah. like, wish I could come. Of course, it's so simple, but yeah. so brilliant. Why yeah. can't I think of stuff like that? But I'm not wired that way. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's a two-way street, really. Like, it's brilliant, but, you know, it kind of doesn't affect yeah. stand-up too much. And then stand-up doesn't really affect the online things. Okay. It's sort of quite separate still. Okay. So Mo Gilligan's kind of uh, come over from doing loads of stuff online yeah. and has sold out huge rooms. Yeah. Um, but he was doing stand-up as well anyway, yes, yeah. so it's slightly different. Mm -hmm. And I, I've never seen him live, but I've heard he's brilliant. Um, but his videos are great because mm -hmm. he can do both, and that's really rare. Mm. How do you use social media to kind of to, to, to talk to your it, audience? Mate. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I've got like a decent amount of followers, 
but I'm just not very good at utilising them. Like, so I'll just be like, oh, I'm on tr- come see me live, guys. And like three people are like the three. <laughs> um, and I'm also not big about sharing. Like I share on Insta- I'm on Instagram and stuff. I, I like Instagram the best. Okay. Mm. It's a and- winner at the moment. Insta- I've got to say out there, sorry to talk over you, but Instagram no. is very, I think it's the hot place right now for everyone. You, you say? know what? It's just people going, oh, I'm doing this nice thing. And I think that's the opposite yeah. of somewhere like Twitter where it's like, oh, oh this Brexit's going on a bit. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. Oh, my God. Um, whereas Instagram's just like, oh, I'm at the beach. And everyone's like, looking great at the beach yeah. there. And yeah, I just think yeah, yeah. it's quite... And, you know, I've got loads of friends who have, like, quite interesting lives. Yeah. And I sort of get to live that life. And yeah. I know that, you know, there's the whole thing about putting your best foot forward online and how that affects mental health. But yeah. I just quite going, oh, my friends are having a nice yeah. time. It looks like they're having a lovely time. Like. Uh, which I which yeah. I enjoy. And yeah. I put up things when I'm doing things that I think are quite cool or something that's a bit funny. But, yeah, I'm not great at social media. Yeah. I don't know why. It's I, like I think, Instagram's I think, where you put the joke and then yeah. Twitter's where you put the apology when your joke has been offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's where they find old things that you said yeah. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, damn, should have deleted that. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's um, like Instagram's where you go if you want like to take a photo of your nice white Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Twitter's where you go if you want a nice white hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference being like, just in the mountains for Christmas, look at all the snow. Whereas on Twitter, you've got to be like, oh my God, in the mountains, no black people. Brilliant. Like, they're the differences, I think. <laughs> that, oh. is, that is brilliant. I mean, we actually did have a little peek at some of your tweets. I mean, this is a pretty good one. I'd say you're not a good tweet. I'm in South Korea and my hotel Lou is one of those terrifying robotic ones that shoots water and sings and is potentially sentient. Uh, this is one of the most <laughs> thrilling poos I've ever had. It was a great poo. <laughs> you, back at it. Back to the poo. Back to the poo. You didn't have to wipe. Oh. So it's one of those loos where, like, you, the. the First off, you got on the seat and it was heated. Yeah. It was brilliant. I was in South Korea for a day and a half, and this was my favourite thing about it. Um, uh, I was sort of sat on the loo, and I was like, oh, what? Do you know when you get a heated seat in a car, yeah. and someone turns it on without you knowing, and you think you've pissed yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, felt, <laughs> it felt like that. So, and then you finish, and you press a little button on the side, yeah. and a little thing comes out of the back of the loo, and goes, and then shoots water up your ass to clean it. Job on, mate. That's the one. Which, uh, if hands free. If you stood up, it just goes on the floor. <laughs> Or hit your back. You just be like, this is a this is a terrible water feature. I can't I can't wait for us to go to Japan. Fuck. And you come out of the toilet, your trousers are just covered in water. What Stood looking at the loo going, Well, I mean, I've seen the fountains at the Bellagio Hotel. And this has got nothing on that. Hopefully they'll have one for you where you can just lean against the wall and take a shit and it'll spray water at your ass sideways. That could be the one for you, bruv. Like a urinal. Um, my thing with Instagram though is I'm really into planes, so like I'm 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 a like I'm a plane spotter type. And um and I've, I, t- I Instagram planes that I've been on and things like that. I talk about planes a lot. Plane spotter. Yeah, I've heard so of train spotter. I've got my bags in the other room. I have in my bag a. Um, I subscribe to a magazine called. Oh, oh go go grab it. Go grab it. Go grab it. No problem. I'll show you this. You'll like this. Okay, because a plane. I've heard of funk. I've heard of train spotting before, yeah, and I've seen like train spotting, but more rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> Matt said it's like train, train, train spotting, but more rock and roll. I mean, yeah. I only know it's seven four seven, and that's that's about it. I believe, and, and, I believe and a Concord. We're about to get educated, bro. Yeah, I okay. think we are seven four seven. Uh, I think there's a seven three seven. Okay. I have it. I, um, hang on, that's a shame. Have you so, not? Have you misplaced your mag? I have. I've left it. <laughs> oh no. Um, Go on, mate. So, so I, 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 I said seven four seven jumbo and, jet. Yeah, and, and Airbus is that the same thing? It's seven no, three so <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
Okay, <laughs> right. Uh, so an Airbus. Matt was like, "Oh, you done fucked up now." <laughs> oh. An Airbus is a company that make planes, okay. and a seven four seven is a is a model of plane made by a different company called Boeing. Okay. All right. So Boeing are, are an American company, yeah. and then there's Airbus, and there's Embraer, who are a Brazilian company, make kind of small sort of short haul jets, yeah. and ATR, who make propeller planes, and uh, De Havilland and Bombardier, who make sort of smaller planes. But I'm really into planes, so um, that's what my Instagram is. It's mostly so I'm going away in a couple of weeks, and I'm flying with an airline I've never flown before, and on a plane I've never flown before. <laughs> so I'll be um, uploading photos of the experience. Okay. And I use the hashtag AVGeek, which is you know for people who like planes and. <laughs> That's what I like doing online. I, and I follow hundreds of accounts that all they do is people who stand at the end of runways taking photos of planes and I just follow them and like look at all their pictures of planes. That's quite cool, you know, I like that. What, so what is it that you, like what is it that gets you about a plane? What's, what about the experience? Is it Wingspan. Oh. Or the size of the cockpit. Or as us planos call it, girth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 747's got some girth on it, hasn't it? <laughs> that would feel good going in. Um, you know what? I don't. I don't know. I've been into it since I was like a kid, and like I, when I was younger, I never had a games console. I was big into PC games. I was big into. I mean, I was such a loser. I was into like all the tycoon games, like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon or Airline Tycoon, which is essentially a fucking spreadsheet. And um, like, where you're just going, oh well, I'll put, I'll spend that much on the uh, fuel, and I'll do that, and like yeah. you're just typing in a spreadsheet. Just it's a colourful one. Um, but I used to play Flight Simulator, so I had a Flight Simulator game where. Um, you, you know, she had like a joystick, and it was commercial airliners. It wasn't even fighter jets. I mean, it's like commercial aviation. Yeah. And you could do, and I used to do the flight because you could go to any airport in the world. You could fly all over the world. I used to do the flight from London to New York in real time. What? what no the, way. That's eight hours, bro. Yeah. Of which seven and a half of them, it's autopilot. But I'd sit there, and when I was like twelve or thirteen, I'd put a movie on and pretend it was the movie on in the in the plane, and you know. I do little announcements and like you could program it so there'd be a bit of turbulence on the way and oh. you, on the screen you'd like go click oh uh, the seatbelt signs are back on uh, <laughs> so I've just always really been into planes and like I, tra- I mean I've travelled a lot with my job so it just means I get to see a lot of different planes that's like a double blessing isn't it really yeah, if you're yeah. like into planes and you yeah. get to travel around I love quite. it my, um, a friend of mine a, a friend of mine actually when I was uh, just waiting to come in here she texts me uh, my friends take a photo of the back of a seat whenever they take a flight and they text it to me and they go name that plane <laughs> and I'm like that's a Boeing triple seven two hundred um, where are you flying to Tulum well that had gone from Gatwick and uh, I think you'll find the seating in economy is ten across rather than nine across which BA do from Heathrow and like I'm just like a nerd about it you're just like the rain man of airplanes isn't it yeah I'm not even the nerdiest like, I would go and stand at Heathrow and take photos if my girlfriend would ever sleep with me again uh, <laughs> Afterwards, you don't ever sneak out at night, no. do you? Just and she like... hates it because we go on holiday, and I want to be at the airport four hours before so oh. I can see and watch planes. And she's just like, "You're such a nerd." <laughs> would you? Would you ever go for the license then? Piloting license? You know what? I don't have the eyesight. I've got really, I've got pretty bad eyesight. I've, I wear contact lenses, and you've got to have better eyesight than I have. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a flight lesson, and I've been in a, um, a, uh, a flight simulator to have a lesson. And it was really good fun. I'd love to, but I, yeah, I don't think I could. That's my dream job to be a pilot. <sighs> One day, mate. One you, day. We you just have good eyesight for up there. There's, there's just birds and clouds in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a really good point, actually. And half the time, it's night. Yeah. And most of the time, autopilot as well. Exactly. What's going around. on here? I think they just don't want me. Yeah. Because <laughs> the problem is, as soon as, you've got a mi- as soon as I've got a microphone in my hand these days, I'll be doing like... <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Slash Air. <laughs> Airplane food, guys. Am I right? <laughs> nine, nine hours set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're my favourite kind of audience. Uh, no parachute, so you can't escape. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 
like that's that's me on social media. I'm so look, I'm interested into planes. It's it's kind of harmless, but everyone's always like it's a bit sad in it. <laughs> No, I, I, everyone's got their thing that they like to geek everyone's out. Everyone's got you know a little I mean? thing. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. You must have one, right? Um, yeah. Don't I bet you could tell me any CDJ, couldn't I, you? I don't think it's legal, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Cool. Mm. Is it legal anywhere in the world? Um, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Music, though, bro. Yeah. Like, like you, like, funk knows his stuff. Oh, with, yeah. With music, music production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For me, Star Trek. Are you a, oh, are you a Trekkie? He's a Trekkie. I've been watching the original series then the animated series which people don't know exists and now I'm working my way through the next generation <laughs> at least the thing I'm into is real <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi it's feasible it's feasible bro. it's feasible it's my crutch <laughs> um, so radio as well like you know four days a week now did it five, five, five days, days a sorry, week five days a week Monday to Friday um well, Virgin Radio. So what's that like? So you kind of got the comedy side of you. You've got the side of you that does a lot of stuff TV as well. And now we've got radio. Like, how how does that work out? What's your show like? Um, it's like you know what? It's really musicy. Mm-hmm. So we're like you know we're like an alternative rock station. Um, it's you know it's sort of on the fringes of some like poppy stuff, but mm-hmm. um, just play loads of music. And my stuff is I love talking about music. But rather than just going, oh, so that was the Foo Fighters and they're on tour from mm-hmm. July to August. I'm a 737. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they flew over actually with uh, United Air in first class. <laughs> Dave Grohl was sat in 1K. Um, uh, it's sort of like, I, I just love talking about music and trying to be funny about music because, you know, I, I talk about my life on stage, but um, to talk about music and just try and like make jokes about it. And, like I, yeah. I think my radio show is quite funny. Um, like I mean, it, I you know, very lovely got nominated for an award set. It was funny earlier this year, uh, which was nice because with radio, my problem is you don't have any feedback yeah. straight away uh-huh. whereas I was really used to like, you say something people like it or they don't yep. whereas with radio you get numbers every three months to see if people are listening to okay. you so that's quite a slow feedback loop so um, yeah I just like I just make jokes I'm just a bit daft and like um, chat away about you know whatever it is like you know I'll try and wind people up I'll get people angry on our station we play, we play Oasis a lot they're a big band for us and um Sometimes I'll just call them like the Oasis. And you just get like, it's Oasis! And you're like, I know, I'm fucking with you. Because that's what I like doing. It's like being, just being a bit of a knob, really. Yeah. Just like, just trying to amuse myself. And you don't talk for lo- like that long on the radio. It's not like this where you can have a really long, in depth conversation. Like, it's like, you know, a minute, a minute and a half, like a really short, sharp bit you've got to yeah. do. And it's got to be really focused. So it's a really different skill. It took me a while of doing it to get good at doing it. Like, I was all over the shop to begin with. So. Um, yeah, but I love it. It's really good fun. But you, you hear a lot of the same music over and over again. Yeah, those playlists are tight sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, 302 songs is on is our playlist. Um, so, you know, like, I've heard a lot of songs that, I, you, when you first hear them, you go, oh, yeah, this. And after about six months, you go, I'm just going to turn that down. For today. <laughs> just, I'm going I'm to skip that for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you start to hear weird things in songs that you never noticed oh before. And also, there's songs that, you know, you play, I play, I'm lucky in the music I play, I play loads of stuff that I would listen to in bands that I go and see. Yeah. But occasionally you'll hear something that isn't particularly your bag, say, for example. You, you think it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you start to go, um, you start to then know songs that you're not that bothered about. <laughs> so I, the other day, I was, where was I the other day? And Tom Petty Free Falling came on. Um, and we play that. And like, I don't mind that song, but I don't, you know, I'm not all over that song. Yeah. But like it started and it was so quiet. And I was like, oh yeah, here comes that, here comes a bit where they do. And like, and the person was going, how do you know so much about this one song? And I was like, well, I've read about it so I can talk about it. And I just started talking about a song that 
who cares about Tom Petty in Freeford like, <laughs> when you're sat having a pizza with your mates and I'm going well Tom Petty recorded this in 1970 <laughs> and I'm just like why do you know this <laughs> so you've got you've got loads of music yeah. knowledge that you love but yeah. I've just got loads of music knowledge that is just useless in any other context it's like the general knowledge of music really that you've got oh I'd, yeah. do, I'd do great on Mastermind if it was like <laughs> Fleetwood Mac 1972 <laughs> to 1984 oh I'd love to see you on Celebrity Mastermind planes though you I'd could, be good on planes, good. you know. Yeah, that maybe would I would. I did, the, ch- I did the celebrity yeah. chase last year, um, yeah. and I b- was I was brilliant. Um, uh, but I was with a team of idiots. And <laughs> Jimmy Osman knows fuck all. I'm just saying. Um, uh, and Kirsty Walk, who's from Newsnight, she, she just overstretched herself. Um, she went for the eighty grand. She should have stayed with the four. Um, <laughs> you're not holding. You're not holding any grudges there from that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> all. We had sixty-two grand in our kitty, and I got sixty of that. So you know, yeah. I mean, we lost it in the end, of course. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do master. I think that'd be good. Just being like, you know, um, the, the British Airways fleet between two thousand and three and eleven. Like, I could Ooh, do that. Amazing. Two hundred and seventy-four yeah. planes. Easy. You know. <laughs> Fucking hell. You really, I, I thought. I, I thought just love is, it. It's so sad, isn't it? Not at all. Not at all. It's just, I find it intriguing that you find that something that, that is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I love the fact it's, like, I do laugh at the fact, not, not, um, not, uh, not fighter jets. Yeah. Passenger planes. So, buses in the sky. So if you see a fighter jet, you're just like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just have- like, uh, yeah, I know, I know what they are, but I'm just like, oh, that's not really for me. So intriguing. Like, you give me something where a load of people get on and sit in a tube of farts for four hours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you get given, like, mm. a lukewarm bit of pasta. Oh, the dream. So what... So Oh, I've been on that seat, by the way, on planes. I think it was a seven... You'll probably correct me. There's a seat which gives you more legroom than first class, pretty more business class uh, in... What was, was I going to? I think I was on an EasyJet flight to Spain or something. And oh, seat, like where you sit on the wing, like with the exit seat. Not just yeah. the exit seat. There's one... There's like a seat, like a magic seat. No, it was when I was on the way to LA, actually. There's, you might know... <laughs> that won't be EasyJet then. Uh, no, it was uh, BA, sorry. On the way to, where there's the not way a to seat LA. in front of you. Yeah, there's no seat in front of me and I like... Oh, have my yeah, there, there's one that's like a, it's a safe Safety thing because there's a hatch in the floor, yeah, and you really? get loads of leg room. Sick, like the people around you hate you. You've got to have your best smug face on. <laughs> but the thing is, because I'm so into planes, I know all about those kind of seats. So when my friends book holidays, they get in touch and go, "What seat? I'm on this plane. I'm going on this flight. Where oh. do I sit to get the best seat in the cabin?" And, and you I'm, can select on a seating plan. Yeah, yeah. And I go, "What you need to do is be in like 32B because <laughs> at the back of that cabin, it's like three seats across. But actually, when you go to the back at 32, it's only two seats across, or there's one seat by itself. So yeah, I can. I'm, I'm like incredible. that." So should we ask our listeners to to message you Get on Twitter? Get in touch with me for any, Marriages in Three. I will answer any of your plane inquiries. I'm really good with points as well. I've got like half a million air miles because I'm just because I know all about it. Like I know my like well, Adidas have got a thing on with Avios, so you just buy some Adidas things, send them back, you get twenty thousand air miles. You're like brilliant. Fucking so hell. all and I'd be upgrade. I know all the all the tricks and tips. It's brilliant. So yeah, Marriages in Three. Help me turn it into a, an online thing where I can make some money. What's it? Hashtag AVGeek, is it? Hashtag AVGeek. Hashtag AVGeek. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Before we let you get out of here, though, because I know you're a busy guy, um, what can we look forward to seeing more of from you in 2019? Uh, so still doing a bit of the tour, and then Slash. I'm going to go on a brand new tour from autumn next year. Um, uh, so I'm going to write a new show, which I haven't started yet. Uh, so it might be terrible. And then um, I've got a new TV show coming out called The Hangover Games, which is a game show um, oh. where people go out on a night out and they get bladdered like they normally would yeah. uh, and we've sent some cameras out to follow them on a night out is what we tell them we're making a TV show about nights out and then I wake them up at 7am and tell them that if they want to 
get their money that you know they want to win some money which they thought they were doing on the night out i'm like actually you need to do a game show with us now where we make them do things like <laughs> eat you know those petrified eggs and um make them pick at whoever they uh, kissed out of a lineup from the night before and things like that. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of vomiting on that show yeah i mean there was i vomited a lot on that show we filmed it in the summer and yeah it was pretty gnarly Things like, you know, oh, well, to win this money, um, you, what you got to do is uh, lick this woman's face clean. And we've covered it with X and Y. And, you know, it's just like a really gross show, but really <laughs> fun. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of throwing up. It was pretty special. So Brilliant. did you get, did you join in, in a little bit of the bevies then while they're out there? No, I, so, because that had given the game away if there was like a presenter there. Oh, so, so they don't So know. they think they've gone on a night out. We, oh, we told them the show's called okay. Britain's Best Night Out. Okay, And we're right. just making a show that's like, you know, like a Geordie Shore-esque, we're going to follow you on yeah, your right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, whereas what we actually did was um, that show was a lie. Um, and then I'd wake them up in the morning. We go, oh, we set up a studio around the corner um, <laughs> in, in like the local Love football it. club. Do you want to come and like win a load of money by doing some horrific things? That is insane. Brilliant. It's good fun. It's really nice. How do well. I apply for this next season of this? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, if we get, uh, we, <laughs> if we do another one, I'll let you know. We'll have to be treated welcome. to that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, and it's like you know, drinking blended kebabs and like all. It was all the stuff oh, that gosh. We, you'd struggle to do sober. But you know, when you're hungover and anything will make you yeah. sad and yeah. throw up. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know. Are you a good hungover person? Or no, no. <laughs> I, and also, but I'm also not very sympathetic to other people when they're hungover because I magically forget about hangovers when I don't have one. So I was quite a cruel presenter on this show because they're all going. I think I'm going to die. And I was like, going, Drink it. who cares? <laughs> Drink it. Do it. It's good for the ratings. And then, um, uh, but then there was one show we filmed where the crew all went out the night before and we were all hung over as well. <laughs> so like normally they'd be like drinking something gross. And they'd be like, come on, get it down your face. Whereas actually they'd like, I was like, okay, you need to drink that. <laughs> you need to drink that outside. Oh, yeah, and I was like, I had a bucket for that day. Crazy. Where can we see that? That's going to be on Channel Four in, in spring next nice. year. Nice. Look forward to that, man. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much for coming thank on the show, though, me. Matt. Appreciate you playing everything from a little bit of Smash Brothers to a game of Do you stand up or sit down to shit? Thank you for. Ex- I don't know. Do we ask now in the future before you go? Do we do we bring the balls into this part or the wipe it from the front? Or do we? Just I let think that t- might just be me. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter poll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but yeah, no, thank you very much for coming Thanks on How to Kill an Hour, man. Uh, there's plenty of ways to kill time like that. Before we let you go, don't forget, hit subscribe, smash that subscribe button. <laughs> smash five stars and give us a review. Let us know what you think of our conversation. Maybe whether you sit down or stand up to take a shit too. Uh, we're also running a competition on our website, howtokillanhour.com. So head there, check that out. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been Funk Butcher. And I'm Matt Richardson. Cheers, mate. 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.